the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Got to get back in the groove. Oh, great. (laughs) This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Hey, welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. My name is Baron Wiley. What people don't know is that there's a real show that happens before the show Mm. every time. Mm. And so we had a false start. (laughs) I accidentally hit this. A little rim shot. Yeah, you did. And well, you did again. I did. <laughs> and uh, so the question was, how oh, do we keep it in? We, we just put it back in, Pastor Sean, because it's Yeah, a, yeah, no, it, it, it'll make the, on the blooper reel be great. Uh, Christmas be party's great. coming. We've Christmas some, party's man, coming. you know what? You're right. I got some good stuff. Oh, hey, hey, that. hey, 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 hey. Oh. What happens in, <laughs> on the cutting room stays in the cutting room. Well, what we've been talking about, Pastor Sean, as we try to make this show better with every episode, is saying, well, the next level is to actually put a camera on us and uh, yeah. put it on the YouTube and yeah. all that stuff. People are, a lot of people are taking content and consuming content through YouTube. And we're doing the show anyway, so if people aren't offended by looking at well, us. That's what I'm saying. No, I think it's very pretty to look at. But some of the stuff, mm-hmm. we, we kind of go off the reservation once in a while and yeah. say, yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's a little less, you, there's a little less editing, a little, it's a little more just is what it is. Real. Raw. Yeah. You know, I think real life might be the... And that is our thing, man. That is our thing. Yeah. Let, let me just say, edits usually are not because we want to cut out the real. It's because we want to cut out the horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, to, to be fair, uh, this, this uh, podcast airs on the radio, and so it has to be yeah. twenty six minutes on the yeah. money. So yeah. that's that's part of the challenge. So taking out all the yeah 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 that uh, stuff that's part. Of- <laughs> So cool. John, how's your day going, man? Going good. Going good. I've actually a lot, man. Yeah. Meeting to meeting to meeting. I know. But all those represent they're not they're not nothing. They're great people working and if you're gonna be involved in a lot of different things with a lot of different people, you're gonna be in some meetings. That's how you coordinate, that's how you hear what's happening and how you weigh in and and let people go do what they do. Well, it's always inspiring to me when I pull into the campus of River City Community Church and see something new happening all the time. This is not a new thing. How many years in the ro- in a row has uh, River City Community Church supported the Texas Open? Uh, yeah, that's been quite a that I, I don't even know how many years. It, yeah, eight, eight maybe. I don't know. That's cool. I don't know. Yeah, they they do their offsite parking here, yeah. and so they run shuttles nonstop during the Texas Open. They've got buses lined up and. You know, they'll have thousands of cars and they'll be taking folks over to the course. Do you do anything intentional as far as, you know, ministry wise? Are you just praying over people as they come in or just it's just kind of cool to know that, oh, my gosh, there's a church here in an amphitheater. Oh, yeah. We've had people we've we've had services on that Sunday and had people come. Mm, We just try to salt and light wherever we can. Uh, Pastor Sean, a lot besides all the big concerts coming up on the horizon, you're using the amphitheaters for something pretty important next week. Uh, that is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easter in the amphitheater. That's right. Uh, we really love this event. We're very excited. I hope you, if you're listening, bring some friends. This is a community event. It's not just our thing. It is. We just want to invite the entire community. Awesome time of worship and the words, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And then after that, a huge egg hunt on the Amphitheater Hill, 10 a.m. Easter Sunday, April 9th. Get here early. 
That's mm-hmm. all I can say is get here early because it takes time to get in. Everybody, you know, everybody's arriving at the same time, and you got a large crowd. So get here early enough to get in. Take your kids if you got the little ones. Take them to kid care and just come and let's worship together. Let's celebrate the resurrection and the power of Christ in our lives. Yeah, and after the service is over, they'll go pick up the kids again and bring them out and put them at the top of the hill. Yep. What do you do? Yep, that's exactly not the top of the hill. Well, you, then you no. push them down and let them... <laughs> it's an egg roll. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, they start they start at the bottom of the hill uh, and they move on up. I got you. And so we make it so that even the we do different heats based on age. I got you. Uh, little ones get to go first and do their thing, and then as they get older, and then by the time you get to the older kids, of course, it's gladiator games out there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's when Pastor Sean gets to go too. <laughs> Full contact Easter egg hunt. <laughs> no, it's it's a great time. The families love it. Kids love it, and it's just a nice end to a wonderful worship celebration and just yeah. family community event. And obviously, you say message of hope, uh, so oh, I would yeah. assume there's a salvation opportunity. Always, every always, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the gospel is what we're about, right? You know, gospel changed our lives, and we want to share that with as many people as possible. Uh, can I ask you to preach for just a second here? I mean, it's a little, maybe a little sneak preview here, but to the world, the resurrection is the defining differential of all the major religions. Yeah, it is. Well, and didn't the Apostle Paul say, Baron, that if Christ isn't raised? You know, this is First uh, Corinthians 15. If he isn't raised, well, then we of all people are most to be pitied mm-hmm. because our hope is in the resurrection. This is not the gospel is not about just, OK, a different set of rules and maybe you'll do better with these. You know, you'd be nicer, be a little more thoughtful. No, no. The gospel is about the fact that we are sinners who have been saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. His death on the cross paid the penalty for our sins. But the beauty of it is he died to satisfy justice, but then he was resurrected to overcome death. Mm-hmm. See, even death doesn't have the final word, yeah. you know, and we are brought into eternal life through him. And I'm just telling you that it, it's going to be an awesome Easter as we celebrate who he is. If you're listening to this and you're a believer, I hope you don't have to be reminded of the power of the gospel, but this will be an opportunity for us to do that and just say, wait a minute. Yeah, this is real. God is eternal and he's called us into eternal life and eternal life doesn't start after you die. It starts today. Yeah. And so it's a different way of living. Very good. Uh, when Easter's done, Pastor Sean, do you like to take some time off? Because it's you kind of build up a lot. Your whole team's working real hard. Do you, do you get to sneak out, or is it? Not really, no? be, because what we try to do at Easter, we try to launch a series. We try oh. to invite all those folks to a series. We're actually going to be starting a series called No Place Like Home, and we're going to talk about home and family, because that's one of those things that is so under attack, and mm-hmm. home and family is such a key thing. You know, God's vehicle for bringing people into the world was a family. Mm. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his design. We're going to talk about the relationships in families. It's going to be an excellent series. For, and everything we do is we start with the word of God. What's the word of God say? And then we apply that. I love it. Uh, obviously, it started off in the Garden of Eden with the marriage. And yep. here we go. There we go. It ends in a wedding feast. Let's go. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Speaking of food, uh, did you bring anything? No. Okay. <laughs> Rats. Okay. Uh, Pastor Sean, uh, in that spirit of, of church and family and home, well, tragedy strikes our country again at a, on the campus of a Christian school of yeah. all places, man, yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, that one hit uh, very close to home because we have a school here. Yes. They all hit close to home, right? They, every every single school shooting is a tragedy. And this one, though, we particularly identify with Covenant School in mm-hmm. Nashville, Tennessee, and right here at River City, we have River City Believers Academy. I'm actually the chairman of the board of that school, and you know, my grandkids go to this school. And so... 
it's just very sobering. It is really sobering and one of those things that just breaks your heart to see. Three children, three staff members, including the head of schools, were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, police actually, within 14 minutes of the call going out, uh, the police were there and had neutralized the shooter by, by killing her. By killing her. And I, this is where I'm, I'm, pardon me, I'm confused. Is it a woman who identified as a man, or is it a man who identified as a woman? Yeah, if you haven't heard uh, one of the things that came out, and this is just one of those horrible, bizarre consequences of the culture we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the shooter has been identified as, uh, her name is Audrey Hale, 28, of Nashville, identified as transgender. And so the real, legitimate question many people have, well, is this a biological male who identifies as a woman? Is this a biological woman? who identifies as a male, and are they calling her, and why is the media doing it this way? I want to have a conversation in a moment about how horrible and confused all this is. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, Audrey Hale is, is a biological woman, female, but she identified transgender, and, okay. and uh, that's, that's all I know. That's all they've said. And uh, no previous criminal record, but there was a manifesto, and this is, she, she actually attended this school. Mm-hmm. So this is a former student to make it more horrible if it could be, this is just one of those things that you go, Lord, what's going on? And when you say, Oh, evil's just a construct. No evil's very real. And it's present. It's all around us. And it's one of those things that just breaks your heart to see. Yeah, it does break your heart. Those poor, those parents, obviously there's the whole community. Nashville is not where you'd expect it. But uh, according to the the news, this is all following uh, on the heels of some legislation that was changed in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about there? That they banned adult cabaret drag performances there uh, in front of children, and this was what ha- this is what happens a few weeks later. Yeah, and the transitioning of minors. Oh yes. This is this is where and again I don't want to I don't want to move on too quickly, but I do want to talk about this. Okay. This is what makes this all so bizarre. Mm-hmm. One of the things that obviously people have been coming out in droves, you know, we got to get rid of the guns, got to get rid of the guns, got to get rid of the guns. I think Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire made a made a, a just truly succinct and brilliant point. He says you can get rid of every gun in the world and you still have an increasing number of sociopaths who want to go and murder people mm-hmm. and want to kill people. Mm-hmm. That's the problem we should be looking at. I'm in favor of sensible gun laws that uh, I'm, a, I'm pro second amendment. Obviously I'm pro constitution in, in its entirety, but I, I'm not, I don't have a problem with sensible restrictions and, and requirements for people to prove that they're competent. But obviously the problem is that people want to kill other people yeah. and whether they use a knife, whether they use a van or whether they use a bomb or whether they use a gun, mm-hmm. the, the problem is what's going wrong with our people. And that's the thing that, that they, refuse to talk about this is heartbreaking for these children and these staff members who were shot Mm -hmm. but audrey was also shot and killed because she was murdering a bunch of people Mm -hmm. what went wrong in her heart what went wrong in her head that's where you do get to the other, the legislation that might have been a part of prompting this. We, we don't know. I don't know the details, and I, I hesitate to speculate too, too widely. But we do know that the killing follows the state banning medical transitioning of minors. That means whether it be hormone blockers or surgeries to transition minors in, and move them on the way to a sex change, to a transitioning to the opposite gender as well as they banned adult cabaret, which are drag performances, in front of children. They had to ban that. 
There are parents who are bringing their children, small children, to a performance where male strippers, drag queens, cabaret dancers dance for the children. Yeah. Baron, I'm sorry. This this makes me so angry. What in the world is going through people's heads? Right. It's like, would you take your child to a a strip show where there were just, just females, just yeah. women who are stripping, who are dancing in a provocative way? I mean, of course not. Of course, yeah. But yet, you. It's like, oh, but but this if it's healthy. a drag queen, if it's a transgender, a, a biological male dressing up as a stripper and, and dancing in front of these children. It's like, what in the world mm-hmm. has gone on in people's hearts and minds? Uh, we understand there's evil. We understand it's a spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but it is still mind boggling what's going on in these people's heads. Yeah. And, and Baron, I think there are some people who are truly evil and demented and we just know that, mm-hmm. right? We understand that. But then there's a whole lot of other people who are so afraid of going against this horrible pathway the mainstream has us on that they're just going along and nodding. Well, I guess this is what I should do. It seems like the the president's okay with it. It seems like many celebrities are okay with it. Politicians are okay with it. It must be fine. So I'll take my little darling to the library and or to their school and let them be exposed to a trans drag queen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what in the world are people going through? Or I'll let my child be medically transitioned, and and they're making a they're they're capable of making this decision. Mm-hmm. You know, they're capable of uh, making that kind of choice at seven, eight, nine. I had my little grandson Moses over the other day. Whatever animal he sees on TV. That's who he is. Okay. You know, so he was a lion. He's really big into the lions and the big cats right now. He's, he, he's learned the word predator, which, is, <laughs> nice. which scares me for Moses on a whole different <laughs> level. Uh, but then we watched the, the cartoon uh, Spirit. So he was a horse. Mm-hmm. So he's going around, I'm a horse. I, I'm a horse and making horse sounds and rearing up and doing. Is, is that who Moses is? Should I go to a farrier and get some shoes na- or shoes nailed to his feet? I mean, it really, it, it's it's ridiculous, oh, right? Yeah. But this is where we've come to, and I, I'm just bothered that so many people are sensible adults on uh, so many other levels are confused about this. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like to me you're talking about the parents again. That some, uh, recently, one of those leaders said we need to listen to our kids when they tell us they're this. We need to respect. When they're not being parents. And for the most part, I dare say, and I don't know the details on this shooter uh, in Nashville, but I wonder what that parenting situation looked like. Was there a father in the house, you know? Or a mother who who was willing to say right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Listen to your kids. Always listen to your kids as far as wanting to understand what they're saying. I wanted to be a dinosaur when I grew up. Well, and you've clearly (laughs) become one. (laughs) Today, thank you very much. (laughs) No, I I mean, I'm just saying, we all know kids don't know Jack. They're kids. Right. 
I mean, we love them. We do listen to understand them and to hear what's going on in their life, and we want to. But but when a child says, "I I'm a a horse," mm-hmm. and they're two, you oh how cute, and you yeah. pet them on the head, and you know tell them let's see you run. If they're fifteen, <laughs> still going around, and you go okay, something's time, wrong because you're not. Down. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> time to <laughs> put them down. What is well, wrong no, no, with you? Okay. <laughs> no, but you you honestly you 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 say okay something's wrong because reality does exist. Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the message for me, and I, I just it's the it's the people who are I think on some level confused. They go, I, we don't know how to respond. I don't, they're they're well intended even, but they're literally checking their common sense. They're checking their their biblical framework and understanding at the door. They're checking anything like just ten years ago, Baron. Mm-hmm. This was gender dysphoria, and it, it it was, and I believe still is in many cases a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. And when and when you say, oh, only many cases. What about the others? I think most cases now are actually just ideological, and they're just peer pressure and people who've realized. It's kind of hip and trendy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm hip and trendy enough. So if I claim to be trans or if I claim to be gender confused, now I'm hip. All, look at all these people are affirming me all the time. And I think there's a lot of people who are just being peer pressured into saying, gee, I, I don't know. And I, I'm just saying we as people, we've got to just say no. This has gotten to the insane perspective where leaders are, and they're talking about legislating this on us. And so I think I commend the state of Tennessee banning medical transitioning of minors, banning adult cabaret drag performances for children. Mm-hmm. Yes, they should be banned. And we should say no. Any politician, any leader who believes this is okay, we should say no. Mm-hmm. This is destroying kids. This is destroying people's lives. And maybe Audrey Hale if she didn't struggle with this identity and this gender and this transitioning, maybe she wouldn't have felt this distortion and this rage, and maybe she wouldn't have done this. I don't know. Mm. There's other people who totally different reasons, right? But what, what I can say is that there's something wrong in our culture, and people who understand the truth need to just stand up and just say no. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be a jerk. You do need to be firm, and you need to even be hard. No, no. I, you know what? I've told you before, whatever name you want to use, Baron, that's your choice. Okay. If you want to tell me that you have another name, great, but don't, don't ask me to change the meaning of pronouns. Right. I'm not going to do it. All right. If, if you are a man, a young man and you say, no, I'm, I'm going to be, you refer to me as he, she, now you don't get to change the English language. Mm-hmm. That's not what it means. And you don't just because all of a sudden we've somehow changed our sensibilities. Now we're going to change the meaning of words. Yeah. You don't own the English, English language. I'm not changing the, the pronouns, mm. okay? And I don't do that to be mean. You're misgendering. You're misgendering. No, I'm not. People who are helping these poor folks be confused, people who are pouring into this. And, t- I mean, there's parents who are afraid with their little boy or their little girl, oh, what if, I tr- what if I'm retreating them at the wrong gender? It's a boy. Treat him like a boy. Mm-hmm. It's a girl. Treat, treat your child like a girl. Right. It's that simple. And by the way, of course, if you you have a little boy and he doesn't like sports, that's fine. Sports are not inherently masculine or feminine. They're just sports. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have a little girl, she doesn't like dolls, that's fine. The, the dolls are not, that, that's, that's not inherently masculine or feminine. It's just a play game. It, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. But your daughter is a little girl. Mm. 
your son, your boy is, uh, your son is a little boy. Just treat them as that. Yeah. And, and don't try to, I'm just saying this is so simple. Right. The fact that any two-year-old can walk up and say, no, that's a boy, that's a girl, but the average adult can't yeah. <laughs> is a problem. Mm. Okay, so I'm sorry. No. Uh, that, that for me is, this is just, I'm watching people be destroyed. Right. I'm watching more and more people be confused and perfectly capable people stand by and let it happen because they don't want to offend or I don't know. I, no, you do know. Mm-hmm. You can tell something's deeply wrong. Don't go along with it. You know, the scripture says God made us male and female. Mm -hmm. His design is good. If you're listening to this, okay, and, you know, what I'm saying might seem somewhat harsh. Um, I I just want to say to you, God absolutely loves you. And if you are confused about your gender, just know God isn't. Mm -hmm. He wasn't when he made you. Mm -hmm. You need to know that. If you're a young man who's sitting there and saying, yeah, but I I don't like to do some of the things that the other guys like to do. Maybe I'm a girl. No, no, you're a young man who likes to do different things. It's okay. Seek the Lord. Mm. Follow follow the Lord and follow his plan for you. Okay? Um, Don't, don't, Don't worry about it. You know, if, if some men in your life have said, well, if you don't like this, this, or this, then you're not a man, um, shame on them. They're wrong. You're a man because God said you are, and he created you, and he has an incredible destiny for you if you'll follow him. And if you're a young lady who you go, well, but I like different things than all my, my girlfriends, uh, that's fine, okay? God made you to be a young lady, and he designed you a certain way, and he loves you, has a plan for you, follow him, trust him. Just because we, we have different feelings or different perspectives or different moods doesn't change who we are in our identity, mm. you know? Um, and I just, I, I, I want to say to you, God loves you. He created you. Trust him. Trust him and follow him. Yeah. So, Pastor Sean, the whole point of this podcast, if people listen to Reaching for Real Life, they know that we're taking on the issues from a Christian perspective and, and comparing it to the Word of God. And so... I've heard you say many times, hey, we are created in God's image. We are to love our neighbors. We're supposed to, you know, be a salt and light, right. et cetera. All right. So what does Baron Wiley do today in this situation? Obviously, every single one of us, um, we pray for this school, pray for these the children whose lives were lost and their families and the staff members' families and just pray for that school and that community, what they're going through. Pray for Audrey Hale, her family. Yes. And just that that they would find God's presence and his peace and they would turn to him in the midst of all this. And, and as far as this issue of transgenderism, I, I just encourage you, this lunacy that's happening all around us, be praying, but mm-hmm. just say no. Mm-hmm. Just, you do not have to go along with something that in your heart of hearts you know is wrong. They, the, it has gotten so crazy it's not just bathrooms. We all know it's crazy when we see uh, a, a girls being forced to have some guy in their bathroom. Right. Okay. We all know it's crazy when we see um, a man, a six foot two man or whatever, Leah Thomas being awarded this, this woman of the year award or this the, uh, swimming trophy for women's swimming. Right. We all understand that. We, it is ridiculous. We don't have to go along. Honestly, I know it's hard because for these girls who have gone, maybe some of them for college, maybe Olympic training, they've gone this whole course of their lives. And now it's all going to be taken by some guy because of the insanity of the NCAA or their school or whatever. If that were my daughter, I'd try to organize all the parents, have nobody go. Mm. Let the swimmer swim alone. 
Let them swim alone. Let these schools, let them realize that if all the girls leave women's sports, and now what they have is a bunch of trans men, mm-hmm. and that's women's sports, let them live with that. Mm. Until we say no, until people say no, and just, you don't ha- again, you don't have to be mean, you don't have to be combative, you, but you need to be stern, and you need to be firm, and just say no. And so I encourage you to bathe it in prayer, mm. seek the Lord's wisdom, share the love of Jesus. I mean, if you know of someone in your personal life mm-hmm. who maybe they're, they're a little confused about this, spend some time with them, love them, encourage them, show them the love of God. Yeah. And hopefully we can head a few of these off at the pass. Well said. Very powerful stuff, Pastor Sean. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, again, if you know someone that uh, needs to hear this message, which I think is everybody, uh, please uh, let them know this podcast is available on demand on all the usual platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, uh, we're out there. But more specifically, go to reachingforreallife.org. Uh, and again, you'll find a whole our whole archive uh, waiting for you right there. In fact, Pastor Sean, uh, I heard today from uh, a mutual friend of ours who said, uh, you have not because you ask not. And with that said, uh, we have maybe prayerfully uh, a chance to take Reaching for Real Life to a next level, but we need some support. We don't ask for support very often. Pastor yeah, Sean. that's true. That's true. We... Uh we don't. This particular program has been funded by River City Community Church, and that's wonderful. But uh, we've been approached about the possibility of expanding this into other markets. And again, that just takes resources. And so we're going to pray about it. And that's what we do. And, you know, maybe you're listening. You go, wow, this has blessed me. And so I just encourage you, um, if that has, you can go to reallife.org and get a hold of me. Um, that's River City's website. Or you can go to reachingforreallife.org. And send us a note and let us know you're interested in supporting, and we'll get back and we'll let you know how that works. Happy Easter, Pastor Sean. Happy Easter, Baron. God bless you guys, and have a great one. This is Pastor Sean Azaro, and I'd like to invite you to a huge Easter celebration at the Real Life Amphitheater. We're calling it Easter at the Amphitheater. This community-wide event will include an inspirational time of musical celebration led by the River City Worship Band. I'll be sharing a timely message of resurrection hope from the scriptures. And after the service, there will be a massive egg hunt for all the kids on the Amphitheater Hill. We all know and care about someone who needs to experience the unconditional love of God, but who'd never set foot in a church. This is the perfect opportunity to invite them to join you at this community event. Easter in the Amphitheater is hosted by River City Community Church and the Real Life Amphitheater. The event will begin at 10 a.m. on Easter morning, April 9th, at the Real Life Amphitheater, which is located on Lookout Road right across from Matama Park. Spanish translation will be provided by our Spanish congregation, River City and Espanol. Go to reallife.org Easter for more information, and I'll look forward to seeing you at Easter in the Amphitheater. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.